My guest today, Suresh Shrianch, is that 13-year-old eighth grader that is so much more. He has known for a few years that he wants to make an impact on the world. He doesn't just want to be average. He recognized early in life that if we just continue to do the same things our parents have done, society doesn't advance. He wanted to do whatever he could to make sure he left a mark in this world. He began thinking about this around the age of six, and by the time he was 10, he started making changes. Encouraged by his parents, he took piano and guitar lessons. He loved gaming and realized that he could actually create the games that he played, so he started learning how to code. He's written his first, written and published his first book and is working on his second book. He credits his mom with being 75% of the catalyst for his change in thinking and YouTube for the other 25%. Join me today as I interview Suresh Shrianj. Hey everyone, my name is Neeta Rishi and I am the CEO and founder at The Success Store. But more than that, I love to be called a navigator, a mentor, a coach, um, who feels so blessed when I see our youth, our kids, uh, you know, when I transform their lives. And today we are talking about Saurish Shriyansh. He, he was always amazing. It's been two years I've been working with him. Uh, he was a very enthusiastic learner, a keen observer, and the best thing, whatever he learned in any of the classes, he always applied it there and then. So within a span of two years, I have seen him transformed into an amazing leader, somebody who can hold the responsibility and take the ownership. And then he came out with his book, his first book, Congratulations, Sorish, for this. Uh, the book is uh, The Darkness That Consumes Light. And as the cover page is very descriptive, we all have different shades of our personality. So the way he has portrayed that in the form of a story, the descriptions, the detailing, the verbiage, everything is so amazing. Trust me, when you read it, you will you will think, is that a child who has written it? And yes. Um, so, and thanks to the parents uh, who have always trusted me. And I look forward for more amazing achievements and accolades for Sarish. All the best. Welcome back to Pursuing Profit with Principles. So glad to have you join us today. I am delighted to bring you my guest today. This, is, this show today is part of a new series that I'm doing where I interview students who are doing amazing work in the world. They are making a difference in the world at a very young age. And so today I have with me uh, Soresh. And Soresh, I'm, I'm going to do my very best to not mess up your name, but this is Soresh Shrianj. Did I get it right, Soresh? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And his lovely mother, Richa. So welcome to the show, Soresh and Richa. So glad you're here today. Thank you for Thank having you. us. 
You are very welcome. It is my pleasure. And I know it's going to be the pleasure of our listeners as well. So let me tell them a little bit about you, Sorish. Mm-hmm. So Sorish is uh, 13 years old. He will be an eighth grader next year in school, right? This upcoming year, you'll be an eighth grader. Is that correct, Sorish? Yes, yes. it is. Awesome. He is a tennis and basketball enthusiast. He also enjoys playing instruments like piano and guitar. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that later for sure. And under the guidance of his mentor and coach, Ms. Nitu Rishi, he has written a book named The Darkness That Consumes Light. And he's currently working on his second book. And we'll hear more about the books later. He's an avid gamer who not just loves to play online games, (laughs) so he also codes video games. He's an anime fan and has drawn inspiration for his book, The Darkness That Consumes Light, from the various animes that he has watched. So welcome again, Sorish. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. So Sorish, let's have folks get to know you a little bit, okay? Let's start out by talking a little bit about who you are, Um, you know, kind of what is the journey that's brought you to the place of writing your first book and working on a a second book and making, Uh doing all the things that you're doing right now. Tell us a little bit about that journey. As I was going on in my life, like I started to realize that if I don't do anything now, it'll just, it'll be the same thing as my parents. They grow up, there's not going to be any change in society and we're just going to stay like this forever. So I, uh, so I asked my mom if there was anything I could like any classes I could take anything that would make me different, like less, uh, less or more than average. So I started taking uh, music lessons, piano, guitar, coding lessons, whatever I could do to, uh, to make sure I leave a mark in this world. I would take so many programs from Miss Nitu Rishi and from many other uh, places. And I'm soon thinking about going to Toastmasters. Excellent program. Excellent program. Yes. Okay. There's a lot in there. Let's go back and talk about a little bit of this. How old were you when you started on that journey? When you, when you realized you wanted to be, more than average, when you realize that you could make a difference in the world, things could change because of what you do. How old were you when that first started surfacing? It was about three years ago. Okay. When I was 10, that was when the change really started. But everything, uh, I started to think about it when I was six years old. At the age of six, I really couldn't do much because there were distractions everywhere. And I was just I was a kind of small-minded child, just playing games and whatever came to mind. But slowly, my mom she encouraged me to take more classes, like the piano. It started off as uh, my mom encouraging me, since my dad also plays the piano and he's really good at it. Oh, nice! And so I started playing the piano, and that sparked my interest in various other things, like the guitar. And while playing video games, I also thought, if I can make the music that I listen to, why can't I also create the games that I play? So I started uh, learning to code. It started with a small website called Scratch. 
you might be familiar with it. But then slowly, I started to go into a real gaming engine called Unity. And currently, I'm working on coding a game that would hopefully uh, get a lot of downloads and like begin my career. Awesome. So would you say that your mom was the catalyst for this change in your thinking and, and you wanting to do things when she suggested that you, you know, start to look at the classes and music and other things, or was there something else that was a catalyst in that something else that actually triggered that change of thinking when you were six? I would say that it was 75% my mom. And then Go like, mom. The other, yeah. <laughs> Go mom. Go mom. <laughs> and the other uh, 25%, it was from uh, watching YouTube. I would just scroll on YouTube. And then one day I saw this uh, one kid who's, I think, in who lives in Africa. He's uh, he's worked on his strength for so long that he's become the fastest child under uh, seven to be able to run a 500 meter dash like in like the fastest time. I can't really remember it right now, but he's really fast. And I started to think that I also wanted to do something. I wanted to be famous, be on YouTube, like be known. And so that's the other part that sparked it. But my mom's what really helped me push through. Awesome. And that's an important point that I, that I wanted to touch on next, the push through. Because it's wonderful to have these ideas, but what does it yeah. take to make it happen? Sorish, what kinds of things did you have to do to push through? What kind of discipline was required for you to be able to continue and actually make the progress? I had to start to focus more and limit my technology uses, usage so that I'd start thinking more outside the box. Because as you can see, in the modern day, all kids are using their phones, iPads, laptops, everything for like, 10 hours a day, right? which is really unhealthy. Yes. And so I tried doing meditation, which helped me focus more on myself and, and understand what I really wanted to do. Because at the age of six, like before that, I used to think that I wanted to be a paleontologist, maybe a doctor. I had a scattered mind, but I started doing uh, meditation and martial arts to really make my body fit and learn more about myself. And slowly, I understood that I needed to do something with my life. And what an advantage you're going to have by starting at this age. Yeah. Uh, in terms of doing something. Yeah. At this age, everything's really small and easy because my parents provide it for me. But I need to start doing things myself because once I reach college, there's no one that's going to. Yeah. Help me push through. There's no one to right. help me focus. I need to start doing meditation and stuff even more so right. that I can focus on myself, make sure that in college I don't lose focus and start playing games all the time and stuff. Yeah. That's that's good to think about at this time. Yes. I want to come back to the focus piece in a moment and and we'll talk about your coach. But I want to take a just a little tangent from what you were just saying there. And 
have you thought about what is the big impact that you do want to make in your life? What is the impact on the world that you want to make? Not just today, but long-term. What are you hoping to do? Okay. At first, I just thought that I'd mark my name in the world. Like Elon Musk and Jeff Be- uh, Bezos, they've all been marked in the world as someone famous, someone who's created right. something big. And I'm thinking of being more like Elon Musk. Ha- uh, make every- like Have a healthy life. Make a creative life. And He's start. Uh, he's trying to make a rocket go to space to Mars for the first time. I want to do something that no one else has done before, and not only take a huge step for me, but take a huge step as all of humanity. Like, I could. Uh, I also want to try making something like SpaceX. Maybe not as great, but I want to make something that'll really help impact the world. Fantastic. I'll be watching you to see what what you do. Yeah. (laughs) And hopefully a lot of other folks will as well. Now, I know that you've worked with a coach. Um, We've talked, we briefly mentioned uh, Miss Nitu Rishi. How old were you when you started working with Nitu? I don't exactly remember, but I'm pretty sure I was seven. Is that about right, Mom? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's exactly when uh, we enrolled him for uh, his first program with her. And how so, did you find Nitu and come to the idea that that this would be good for Suresh? Uh, you know, uh, he has been, and as I told you, you know, he has been a very active child you know, since early uh, you know days. So for me, the most important thing was how do we develop his scattered thinking, you know, and make him calm down, focus you know, and understand and help him understand what he looks forward to in life. So uh, uh, Miss Rishi's program, I actually, I came across while searching on the net. Okay. So Yes, that's how. And uh, then, uh, you know, I tried inquiring and we saw some reviews and we spoke to a few people who had, uh, you know, who had heard about her, who had met her. Actually, there were two, three people who had met her personally. So that was really helpful. You know, she, they were like, we do not know much about her programs, but she's a wonderful person. You talk to her and you feel her energy. You, you do. Know, so she's, yes. yes, she's very, very energetic and very inspiring. Yes. So you feel like, you know, you would like to have the same kind of, you know, inspiration for your child. Right. So that's when I thought, okay, yes, I have to start, uh, you know, um, Sarsha's classes with her. whatever program she's providing. Let me go ahead and enroll him. So that's how, and you that's know, how his journey started. Awesome. Yeah. Now, tell us, uh, if you would, Risha, you and I were talking before the show mm-hmm. about some of the changes that you've seen in Soresh since he started with Ms. Nitu and, and with the coaching. And you talked about kind of calm his mind down and help him focus. Share with mm-hmm. us those the growth that you've seen. Uh, you know, he always... Is a you know he has always been a person with a whole lot of ideas. Some ideas would be very wonderful, you know, very creative, very out of the box. But at the some at sometimes you know, but those ideas could be very uh, you know uh, what to say, not understandable. You know, he would uh, uh, spring from you know one side of the spectrum to another with ideas you know full of uh, uh, full of, uh, uh, you know, variety, full of uh, creativity to very 
you know, ideas that would make no sense at all. <laughs> so, so that that's when we used to, uh, you know, that's when we actually started thinking that, yes, he has to go for uh, programs that would help him uh, mature as a person and start understanding what he's looking forward to in life. And luckily we found Miss Rishi and uh, we enrolled him for various, uh, you know, programs under her from writing programs to uh, speaking programs to, uh, you know, great orator programs and uh, entrepreneurship programs and uh, gradually we saw that yes he was expressing better he's still uh, you know he's still full of ideas and so at times you know expression is not that great but he's expressing a lot better and but yeah but his writing is awesome you know we ask him okay yes can you just uh, you know, tell, guide, you know, just recently, like, uh, I guess he would tell more. Just recently in his, uh, in under Miss Neetu Rishi's uh, club, Legends Club, he was part of a mentor group. And he was coaching a, a student uh, to make presentations, do presentations that I guess seven-year-old child actually made such a wonderful presentation that he was just the best presenter in the entire group. And uh, uh, Miss Rishi told me that, you know, he has done a wonderful, sorry, she's done a wonderful job guiding him. I was surprised that, you know, I used to think because Sorish could make presentation well, but uh, I never thought that he would be able to guide somebody else well. Right. So that's when I thought, okay, yes, his thinking has also matured. He's matured enough to be able to guide somebody else, you know, to do things better. So that was like, yes. That's that was like a confirmation on that. Yes, his level of maturity is rising. He's having clear thoughts in his mind. Hopefully, you know he will he'll grow even more. And you know, make I'm sure <laughs> you can't put a stopper in the bottle, right? You've yes. opened it, and it's it's just going to continue to grow. That is Correct. awesome. Now, Sorish, you mentioned, and thank you so much, Richa. Um, Soros, you mentioned about music and how pursuing music has made an impact for you. Can you talk about that a little yes. bit more? Yeah, as I told you, it all started when my dad started playing the piano and my mom told me to also try it. At first, I was hesitant as hesitant because I was terrible at the piano. And I mean it when I say terrible because I hated <laughs> it. But slowly, I started to focus more and... I learned that music would really calm me down. Like if I was ever mad at my parents, I just start playing the piano and I'd start feeling happy again. And once we moved, I also started to learn the guitar and the guitar, it helped me form a more creative mind. Cause with the guitar, I always feel like trying to make a new song. Like it didn't help with mood changes. I used to have some uh, mood swings and uh, as you know, moving makes it hard to make new friends. Yes. So I had to start working on it even more, like trying to make new friends, show them that I'm a creative and fun person to hang around with. But whenever it failed, I would get kind of sad, mad. And I just, I'd go home, start playing the piano guitar. It would calm me down, make me happy again. And slowly I started to make some really good friends. Fantastic. That's fantastic. I shared interest in music. Yes. And and music is good for the soul, as they say, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) So talk to us a little bit about the book, about the process of writing a book. 
and um, and I and also you have a second book in mind, correct? Is it on the same kind of a theme as your first book, or is it completely different? Yeah, it's completely different. Based off of another book I read, okay. tons of small, uh, short stories. It was actually written by Miss Nitharishi. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, it's based off of that kind of. So, what was that process like in writing a book? So at first, it was it was just a really boring, like painful process, just <laughs> painful uh, to my mind because I I've never been one who likes writing. But my parents told me that I could do it and that it would feel really good once I finished it and published right. it. And so I slowly started working more and more on it. And with Miss uh, Hirishi by my side, supporting me through the whole thing, I finally finished it in a few months after uh, I started writing it. And when I published it, I felt like I was really going to be... Uh, leave a mark because whenever I would search my name up before nothing would pop up but if I search my name up now I'll actually find my book so I feel like my dream is finally starting to come true starting to come true what lesson did you learn about life do you think from persisting in writing that book even though it was boring or hard at first to do but you stuck with it and now you're reaping the reward of that what lesson did you learn from that that you can apply to anything else in life? I learned that no matter how hard you try, uh, if you just give up at the beginning or when it starts to get too hard for you, you're never going to reap the best rewards. But if you keep on going, uh, keep on going till it's all done, you get the best reward you could ever ask for. Something better than what you had even hoped. Can you describe the feelings that you had the day your book was on Amazon, the day it published? What did that feel like to you to be a published author? It felt like, a, at first, it felt like a big relief. I was finally done with the book. <laughs> it felt really great. And then I started to feel like a lot of self-esteem. If uh, if I'm ever talking to somebody, I can say proudly that I've written a book that's been published on Amazon. I can yeah. I can use it as a sort of bragging right. It is. And it's one no one can ever take away from you. Trust me, I use that bragging right myself all the time. <laughs> it goes in all of my marketing materials. I'm you know an international best-selling author and so yeah it's it's important uh and it is part of your permanent resume as it were you know you'll always yeah. be able to to have that uh yeah it'll help me a lot in the future yeah yeah absolutely what advice would you give sorish to other just other young people like yourself who may be hearing this and thinking Hmm. What could I do differently? How could I make a difference? What advice would you give to them? I would say, don't uh, don't ever search this stuff up. Just try to do it yourself. Uh, you don't need to search up how to write a book. How do I write a good book that everybody's gonna like? How do I make a YouTube video that everybody's gonna watch? They're not gonna help you. It's just so that you watch their videos. 
You should try to do something that makes you happy. You should be happy and enjoy the process. And slowly, but surely, you will finish finish it and earn a big place in this world. Very good. Good advice, sir. Good advice. Thank you. Risha, what would you say to parents uh, to help them with their children in this regard? What advice would you give parents? Uh, the advice that I would like to give, uh, you know, any and every parent is that don't uh, try to guide the child always. Give them exposure that they require and let them decide what they want to do. Because uh, when we try to uh, kind of mold them, it may work quite a few times, but the child would be doing things to make you happy. But in reality, what should happen is let the child be happy by doing things that he enjoys. That way in life, he will always be doing things that make him happy while earning his living or doing whatever. You know, it would actually make a difference, not just to him, his family, his friends, but to the entire community, because he would be doing things that he enjoys and he would be enjoying the process as well. Uh, You know, as uh, Indian parents, we are quite... (laughs) <laughs> you know, persistent with trying to mold the child. But uh, I guess I have learned to a certain extent from my husband that from his dad that no, let him do what he enjoys and let him find his own path. He, he, he will see a whole lot of people. There are a whole lot of people inspiring him, uh, you know, among our family members, friends, and obviously around the world. But if he does something that he enjoys, he'll be more successful and he'll be happier in life, contributing to not just his uh, family and friends, but to the community, uh, you know, as a whole, you know, as in general. So that yeah. would really, you know, help him. And he would appreciate not just himself, but he would appreciate the uh, the world, the, you know, the universe for giving him what he has, whatever, you know, chances, opportunities he has been given. So, right. I mean, just just help them, you know, get the exposure that they require and let let them find, you know, their own paths. That Excellent. would be, you know, that would Excellent. be my advice. Excellent. Risha, what would you say to parents about getting a coach or a mentor for their child as you've done with Suresh? Yeah, coach and you know mentor is some somebody that uh, that actually helps a lot. At times you may find that the child may you know on on his own find a direction, but some there should be somebody who will help him further move in the right path, meaning the path that he would have taken or the path he is searching for, and also somebody who would help him be accountable, you know, for his actions. That is a big job. You know, as parents, we try to do. At times, we are successful. And at times, the child may or may not want to, you know, be so very responsive because we are parents. So they are like, okay, yes. Right? (laughs) So in that case, you know, coach is a lot more helpful. There may be things that the child may not like to discuss. His, uh, you know, whatever. He may think that if I'm telling these things, it's like I'm showing my weakness. And my parents may not like it. These kind of thoughts that the child may have these days, you know, the the thoughts that the kids have are also very complicated. They are more yes. mature than, you know, than yes. before. Yes. So if you if the child has a coach, he can approach him or her and get all the guidance, all the, you know, the solutions that he requires. 
like i find that sorry uh, i will ask him to speak he will tell me okay but when he talks to miss rishi he's a lot more confident he's telling you know with a lot of energy and you know and yeah miss nitu himself is somebody who is very energetic and so it kind of uh, you know passes on to sorish also so that the, um, their interaction is a lot different than you know than right. the interaction that he has with us so that would you know is definitely help just i have this, my son's example so you know parents would really benefit you know parents not not just parents actually the child the child right. kids would definitely benefit by having a coach or a so, mentor what i'm hearing is that it's a complement to your parenting skills to parenting so they work hand in hand with you and and are able to supplement your parenting i mean not not parenting but teaching, teaching. Uh, your Correct. child absolutely yeah. yes and and it's it kind of fills in some of the some of the blanks for us awesome absolutely thank you risha sorish what would you say to other students like yourself about the value of having a coach like Miss Ricci. I would say always cherish your coach and on a regular basis like maybe annually uh no one your birthdays or his no any special events about their life and send them gifts. Uh tell them that you really appreciate them for what they're doing and for who they are. Very uh kind. the better connection you build, uh the better you'll learn. and you should keep on interacting with your teacher cuz then she'll not only give you a professional relationship but she'll also help you mentally like she'll give you a personal relationship too wonderful Great. wonderful fantastic and we are actually going to be adding in a little clip here from uh Sorish's coach Nitu Rishi uh when this airs there'll be a little clip from her as well uh talking about Sorish and working with him. So I want to thank you both for coming on the show today. It's been a real pleasure. I'm I'm really excited about this series and and these young people that I get to meet and their fan, fantastic parents who are supporting them and guiding them and helping them along this journey. And and we'll be watching. We'll all be watching to see the difference that you're making. The the you know, we each have the power to make a difference in the world. um and and we each uh, have the power to make what i call a ripple and be a part of the ripple effect so as we make a difference in someone else's life and they go out and make a difference in someone else's life and so forth it creates that ripple effect and our actions are a part of that they they start that ripple and so uh i'm excited to see the ripples that you're going to create sorish as as you move forward in life. Thank you so much for being here today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you. Sorry. And Richa, thank you for being here as well. Thank you so much for having us. Uh I have a quick question, you know. Yes. I uh, I know, you know, you are the host, but I do want you to just speak a few words, you know. You you have been doing an awesome Uh, work i have uh, you know i knew about you but never thought that i would get a chance to you know interact with you oh my so, goodness 
<laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I'm I humbled follow, I'm, by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a homemaker, but uh, I do follow, you know, good speakers, good authors. And so I, I was aware about you, but I I had no idea that, you know, I would be able to interact with you. So it's an honor oh, and I'm you. so happy, you know. So I just want you to just speak a few words about yourself you know your work as author and writer you write articles i have read your articles i have not read your book but i have read your articles and oh, they are you. so wonderful so to you know as an author sorry is trying to be an author so just a few words you know if you could speak sure. that would be really nice well thank you i appreciate that thank you very much um yeah you know my first book um came about because someone made a comment to me that I thought, oh, that that's not true. I need to set the record straight. And it was, I have, my first book is about marriage and it's called Bulletproof Your Marriage. And that's my international best-selling book, my first book. And someone had said to me that, oh, I guess there's no such thing as a bulletproof marriage because her friend, her the husband of her friend had announced that they're giving a divorce and she didn't realize that their marriage was in that kind of shape. And so she said, I guess there's just nothing, you know, basically there's nothing you can do to protect a marriage. And I said, no, that's not right. Mm -hmm. And that's what started me on the journey of, of writing that book. And then I have some business books out. I've got two out now and I've got, and, and I'm rebranding those two and making them part of a five book set. So I've got three more coming out with that. And then the other area of my life is I was my my first husband passed away in 2014 and I was so I became a widow sorry and I'm remarried again thank you um but the the book that is just is really having trouble getting finished so you're you're a inspiration to me sorry I need to get this one finished but it's a book on grief and it's a it's called how to mourn with those that mourn a guide to understanding and preparing for grief and so I've interviewed about 80 people uh, for that book. And, mm -hmm. and, and I tend to write my books that are not business books tend to be um, interview based. So mm -hmm. for my marriage book, I interviewed happy, successful couples around the world. And so, you know, the people that I knew from various aspects of my life, but maybe they lived in India or they lived, you know, in Europe somewhere or here in the States, wherever. And so mm -hmm. those interviews kind of make up a big part of, of the books. So, yeah, but it all comes from that desire to make a difference in the world. Exactly what you've talked about, Soresh, to make a difference in the yes. world. It comes from that. And what can we do to positively impact someone else's life? And if we have knowledge that we can share, a book's a great way to do that or a podcast or um, a blog or, you know, any, there's so many mediums out there these days to get our message out. So I hope that's what you were looking for, Risha. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's always, you know, because I've heard, I mean, I have read a few articles of yours, oh, but you. I was looking at you, how did you get inspired? Uh, so it's like for inspiring Life. authors, and now I actually want to read some books of yours too <laughs> I thought that you know you are coach so you know I'm not sure since I'm a homemaker what uh, how would I be you know well uh, and, you know oh absolutely and you know I started off my coaching with life coaching you know to mm -hmm. working with individuals and wanted to 
really make an impact in the marriage world, you know, and my husband, my current husband and I took my book and created it, created a uh, couple's retreat from the principles in my book. And we would, we had, I had a bed and breakfast at the time and we would invite the couples in for the weekend to the bed Mm -hmm. and breakfast and do this retreat with them. Oh, and it was really wonderful. And I loved it. And I wanted to go out and do more of these retreats, but I found it was hard to get men to come to the retreat, to get a businessman to, to, I couldn't find the right appeal to them, the right approach to get them in. And so I realized though, that if I could get them to let me in, to coach them in their business, I could have an impact on their family. Right. Because as the business succeeds, succeeds. Yeah. The, the stress is taken off of the family, right? Off of and the individuals and the family. And so I get to make that generational impact because mm-hmm. the children now see what a happy, successful family is and what we see and live, we can go out and recreate. If we're if we come from a broken home, mm-hmm. we tend to go out and create broken homes. If we come from a happy, successful home, we tend to create happy, successful happy homes. Successful. Yeah. yeah. And so it, I have a motto, save a business, save a marriage. Uh, yeah. As I help that business owner. I know that I'm impacting the family positively. This is a very different approach that, you know, I'm hearing. And yeah, but, you know, you make a very valid point. That's really awesome. You know, I never had this perspective. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. And I've had numerous coaches tell me, uh, people I've paid good money to, you know, you can't mix the two. You're either a business coach or you're a marriage coach. Marriage coach. No, (laughs) I'm sorry. But if I can impact the business, then I can impact the marriage. Correct. You know, that, that is, I mean, your points are so valid. You know, that is very true. It's like, if, yeah, there is no, I mean, there's success in business. Yes, you are happy. You're satisfied. And you bring the same to the family. Correct. Exactly. Yes. And if you're so worried. And so not only, you know, when businesses fail, there's such a multi-impact, right? Mm-hmm. So there's Correct. that business owner himself. There's his family. Family. There are the employees, their families, the community. Marriages break up. Um People commit suicide, you know, Uh, there's a huge negative impact on basically (laughs) on the world. I mean, you can take this out to the world level because if that business fails, it impacts the local economy, that impacts the tax base, that impacts the region, that impacts the country, that impacts the world. World, Correct. You know, as you were saying, it's a ripple effect. Absolutely. This is very true. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is really wonderful. You know, a, a very new perspective. I don't think, you know, I ever thought this way. Very true. You know, a happy person, you know, happy business, happy home. And yeah. yes, making a whole lot of difference, not just to the family, exactly. to the person, to the community. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for asking that. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I would have That's taken fine. your time. You. I didn't intend to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a talkative person and sorry, she would be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great question, Suresh. So, <laughs> oh goodness, thank you so much. I appreciate you both so much being on the show today. And uh, folks, we appreciate you for joining us whenever you're watching this. And we hope that if you enjoyed this, that you will like it, rate it, subscribe to to the channel. We'd love to have you uh, enjoying all the wonderful people that I get to have on the show. So thanks again for joining us. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Regina Partain-Bergman, host of Pursuing Profit with Principles. As a profit acceleration specialist, I started this show to help entrepreneurs create a highly profitable, sustainable, scalable business by sharing the stories of other successful entrepreneurs and helping you develop your own roadmap to success. Each week, I'll interview entrepreneurs who will share their knowledge and expertise with you. Additionally, I'll be bringing you my own tips and resources to assist you in creating success, minimizing the stress on you and your relationships, and rediscovering freedom in your life. Some of the things you'll learn from our speakers are leadership principles, the value of pursuing your purpose and passion in your business, and finally, profit strategies you can implement in your business. So join me every Monday and Friday morning for the latest episode. Begin and end your week with Pursuing Profit with Principles.